Time to talk rugby league now on the Radio Tab Breakfast Show. Let's go to Manchester where the Australian's Chief Rugby League writer, Brent Reid, is covering all the action at the World Cup. Reedy, good morning. How are we? How are we? All good, all good back there? All, all good back here, Brent. We've seen two games this morning at the World Cup. Samoa, too good for Greece and Lebanon and Ireland. We might go back to the start of the weekend, our time, Saturday morning, where Australia were just... As predicted, just way too got good for Scotland, eighty-four points to nil. But really, yeah. considering the opposition, what what do we make of it? Oh, not much really. I mean, it was a walk in the park, really. They just they never got out of second gear, and they didn't need to. So, you know, I think what 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 we learned from it was stuff we already knew, really. That Nathan Cleary's a star. Um, you know, that was a thing that came out of it, and obviously Nathan Daly lost in that battle for the halfback position and you would have to think that after that performance albeit against really limited opposition and Nathan's got his nose in front now, they got one more game uh, against Italy next weekend where I think Mel will play them both, I expect him maybe rest Cam Munster and play uh, Daly and Nathan Cleary together and that'll be the ultimate one but look Daly's probably got his nose, well he's got his nose in front at the moment so um, that was the one big, well one of the big things to come out of that game uh, and, you know, I thought the front row was from really well. Paddy Carrigan, given the week Paddy had to play the way he did, and then uh, Regan Campbell-Gillard I thought was outstanding as well. So they were sort of the big takeaways out of that game. For me, I mean, we always, all, we always knew Josh had a car was a star as well, didn't we? And, you know, I noticed Buzz wrote something this week, a little little clip at New South Wales saying, uh, to remind, remind about how much I got wrong with Josh had a car. And I've got to say, I, I sort of agree with him. I think there was a real blunder there because... You know, Adai Khan, his two games has been outstanding. So, those are the big takeaways for me. Really, uh, uh, we, we haven't seen international footy for so long, we know that. And it appears as though the NRL really don't have too much appetite for it, you know, or, or basically they don't mind it, but they just don't know where to, to find it on the calendar. But from what we're seeing back yeah. here in Australia, the players love it. They want to be playing test match footy. Oh, they do. I mean, you saw it today. I, I was at the Lebanon game with Mitchell Moses. You know, I was running around for Lebanon, getting man of the match and playing his heart out for them. Um, you know, I think you see that with everyone who's over here. They're all having a red hot go. It doesn't matter whether they're playing for one of the big teams or one of the minnows. And um, there's a real commitment to playing the tournament. Guys want to play. So, you know, I think they'll find a spot for it. I think it'll be at the end of the year. They'll find a spot at the end of the year at some point when they sort out these talks with the uh, Players Union. Um, but it's only Peter Volandi's the thing of international, I believe, and so is Andrew Abdo. So, um, you know, I think we'll have a permanent home at the end of the year. Already, let's look at these games that you just made mention of today. You you were there. Mm. Lebanon 32 defeated Ireland 14. Yeah. It means Lebanon will get out of the group stages, we, we're making the assumption, and will probably play the Aussies in the quarterfinals. Yeah. yeah, well, they've just got to beat Jamaica now. And, I mean, they should do that with, you know, they could play half their squad and probably beat Jamaica with due respect to Jamaica. So they will play Australia. It'll be Mitch Moses, then Nathan Cleary, Michael Checker against the Kangaroos. Interesting story with Michael Checker, actually. So that weekend of that quarterfinal where um, Lebanon plays Australia, that's on a Friday night, and on the Sunday, um, he'll be at Twickenham for Argentina v England. So it's a huge weekend for Mick Checker. And I think they're going to basically, not a combined camp, but, but both sides are going to be in, uh, in Lebanon's based in Manchester, and I think the plan is to bring Argentina up here as well, so Czech can be involved with both of them. So... Um, Bit of a logistical nightmare for him, but geez, he was happy with the way they played today. So he's got Lebanon v Australia in a quarterfinal in a Rugby League World mm. Cup. 
and then on Sunday yep. off to Twickenham to coach Argentina against England. What an effort against that is. Against the great Anthony Seabold. Eddie, and Eddie yes. Jones was actually up here. I caught up with check the other day, and he said uh, Eddie had come up here last week, I think, to, to spend some time up here. So, you know, their, their blokes should get along well and know each other well. So uh, that'll be uh, a really intriguing few days for Mick Checker. He's an interesting character, really. We just saw him recently on oh, yeah. the ABC's Australian Story, and he, he loves his rugby league. And he spent some time at yeah. the Roosters as a consultant with Trent Robinson. Mm. And it appears as though there have yeah. been a few few inquiries by a few rugby league clubs about his availability going forward. I've got to say, he's a great chat. Uh, he's a really smart bloke. And, you know, I think, I think uh, it, you know, it's a brave club that would go down that path, right? The, would make Mick Checker head coach because, um, you know, he's, he's not considered a rugby league man. But, you know, I think he's, we've seen here, I think Lebanon's played really good footy, even when they lost to New Zealand. They were well and truly in the game for most of it. Um, and, you know, they're, 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 I think they, they one-on-one stripped today about five times. So they just do smart things, things that are a little bit edgy, right, a bit different. Um, and he's surrounding himself with smart people. Like Matty King's uh, his coaching staff, another Roosters guy, and Bobby Farrow is the other assistant coach. And funnily enough, today they scored a try. Uh, it was an amazing try. Jacob Kiro scored at the, the Canterbury uh, Centre. who's playing fullback for them. And when it was scored, you just saw Robbie get really fired up and point up to check and stuff. And it turned out that Robbie had come up with that set play. So, you know, he's already, um, you know, he's going to be an assistant coach of the Tigers next year, Robbie. So he's already shown some things as a coach. I know Czech's really impressed with him. So, you know, I think it'd be a brave club, but, but oh, I, I don't think it's a bad idea because he's obviously a great man manager, Michael Checker. And he knows enough about the game that if you surround himself with the right people, I think it'd be a real success. And, and Eddie Jones, you may mention there as well, we know his love of rugby league. Well, Eddie's the other one, yeah. Well, and... Eddie, you know, I'm sure Anthony would like Eddie to be involved in some capacity with Manly, um, you know, next year when, when Seeb's eventually gets there. I'm sure he'd, he'd like Eddie and stuff. But the, the issue you've got there is that those guys earn so much money in rugby that, um, you know, uh, they would only they could only be a head coach to earn comparable money. Although Czech, Czech did point out he doesn't do stuff for money. I mean, he's, he's a self-made gazillionaire through his fashion business. So yeah, selling money's jeans, not a huge yeah. issue for him. Yeah. Really? So, you know, that, that's probably... Le- Sorry, go on. I was going to say, uh, um... You made mention of, of Anthony Seabold. Uh, um, Manly's still in the headlines, parting ways with, with uh, uh, well, some of the Fultons over the weekend. Yeah. I've got to say, in, to Tony, in Tony Mestroff, to Tony Mestroff's credit, I mean, Tony came in talking a big, biggish game and said he was going to fix some things up at that footy club. And I'll tell you what, he's followed through because um, when you sack a Fulton, you know, it brings a lot of attention and um, a lot of... Uh, external parties become involved. So it's a brave decision. Um, and, you know, there's a line drawn in the sand. They've made it. They've made it. Um, we've just got to see the, the response the next couple of days because I expect we haven't heard the end of it. Really, uh, yeah, as far as the, the World Cup goes, the results sort of went according to plan over the weekend. I suppose the one that uh, <laughs> uh, the headlines that I was seeing back over in England, they mm. seems as though the home supporters weren't really... Uh, yeah, as happy with England's performance against France as they were against Samoa a week earlier. Yeah, well, I, I, you know, after that game against Samoa, I think they thought they were going to win, win the World Cup. And if they came back to earth a bit against France, France aren't a bad team. You know, Trent Robinson's there. 
uh, head of coaching. I'm actually going to catch up with Robbo tomorrow to have a chat with him about the France project and the 2025 World Cup, the plans, plans for host the World Cup in 2025 in France. And you know, they're not the worst team running around. So um, they put up a good fight against England. Uh, they've got a big, I think their next game's against Samoa from memory. And that game will decide who comes second in that group. Um, I think I think I think we're all sort of sort of hoping it's Samoa because that would mean the quarterfinals Samoa and Tonga. We know how much those two nations dislike each other. So, um, but I wouldn't put it past France. You know, Samoa's off their game to to beat to beat Samoa. So Samoa. So uh, it's been interesting. Uh, this last round of fixtures, there's some interesting permutations sort of in the mix. Really, I, I think the uh, the game so far that it seems as though people love was Tonga and. And PNG, that was a ripper last week. Yeah, I actually missed that one. I was I was elsewhere and didn't see it, but I heard it was a, a good game. And, and funnily enough, I'm name-dropping again. I'm catching up with Shane Flanagan. And Shane Flanagan's, I'm actually he's waiting in a restaurant now. I'm outside. Um, but Flanagan's on, on the staff of PNG. I know he was really disappointed. He thought they should have won the game. So that tells you how well PNG's, PNG played. And, you know, there's a bit of money in PNG, PNG I'm told, in, in, in that rugby league. Rugby league team has been an investment in it, um, and I think they're one of the more organised teams at this World Cup. So I reckon that they would look to finish second in the group and likely play England in the quarterfinals. So England will have to be on their game, or you know, PNG might produce an upset. Now, no, no injuries at all for the Kangaroos at this stage. No, they're good as gold. They've so, gone away to play golf for a couple of days. Actually, they've got a couple of days off, so we haven't seen them. So the, the man, cruising. The, the the man with the biggest headache is Mel Meninga. How he fits seventeen players into that squad of whatever he's yeah. got. Yeah, there's going to be some disappointed guys in this house. He's got some got some decisions to make, but he's blessed, isn't he? Because you know he's tossing up between Daly and Nathan Cleary. It's not a not a bad choice to have. Okay, well you go and have dinner with Shane Flanagan. Find out if he's going to go and be an assistant to Anthony Seabold. Yeah. <laughs> Manly next year. You, 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 I'll tell you what, you've got your finger on the pulse, haven't you? Uh, I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best over here. <laughs> Sadly, it involves having a couple of beers, which I, you know, I hate having to do it. But anyway, but it's part of the job that you've just got to do. It's just it's got to take one for the team occasionally, <laughs> don't you? Good on you, Reedy. <laughs> Always a pleasure, mate. We'll right. chat soon. Cheers. Okay. See ya.